Here we go, baby. Ready? We are back. We're back. Another episode of the Marriage and Money Podcast. And who are you? What do you mean, who am I? Who are you? Oh, you Let mean because last, last time you introduced yourself as Egypt? Is that what you mean, I don't know sir? what she's talking about. Don't pull me in and you're shenanigans. I'm Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the better half. Let me ask you something. How yes. you feeling? I, you know, I, I'm, I'm having a great day, but I'm still a little worked up from this morning. Okay. Oh, this, oh, this morning. We're going to talk about that. But first, who makes this? What, the jumper? The outfit, the jumper you have on. I don't know, baby. I got Whoever it. makes that, right. I need my wife to have every color in it because she could get it <laughs> any day with this on right here. It's sexy. Y'all got to see what I'm I'll talking sure about. I get it in every color. Anyway, this morning, so we're driving. I'm driving. She's in the passenger seat. Two laptops, cell going phone off. going, going crazy. She is yelling at a particular bank because some of our all accounts of our, got frozen. All of our accounts got frozen. I say some of them because we, we, we're we in several the different banks. The banking account. This no, particular no, bank. Well, well, at this bank, we have multiple accounts, and they froze all of them. And this all is the them. third time this month it's happened. And it sent me into a frenzy. You know, like, really, my blood pressure went through the roof because I know we are not the only ones hearing about all these banks failing. Mm -hmm. You guys have heard that as of recent. Banks are failing. People are struggling, getting their money out. Um, This is a real problem in the country right now. We happen to be in Bali. And while in Bali, I was trying to conduct business, moving money around, paying folks. And Mm -hmm. our accounts got frozen. Mike had to cover all of the stuff for our businesses. Now, Mm -hmm. let me tell you something. We pay our bills. (laughs) What you're not going to see is Egypt and Mike in bankruptcy or any kind of scandal like that. So this was literally a a banking security problem. But it took me two hours to get them to release this lock Mm -hmm. on our accounts. So my blood pressure is up and I think they should pay my medical bills. Safe to say we got it unlocked. But it's a good thing and a bad thing. You know, they they do it to protect you. But at the same time, so much fraud, they can they can freeze it at the wrong time. You know, put you in in a bind. Needless to say, I had my AirPods on because she was going off on whoever was on the phone, and I felt sorry for them. But let me say, I started the conversation by saying, ma'am, this is not meant for you. Please don't take it personal. My frustration is on a high, so this is not personal. So that was a good way to start it. Have you ever had to start a conversation with a customer service rep like that? That's when you know it's going to go left. But so here's what it caused us to think about, and this is something you may want to think about. Um, diversification, not just of your portfolio, yes, not just of your real estate assets, diversification now of even your, what you have in the bank with multiple banks. Mm-hmm. Because as we're waking up in the morning and we see these headlines that certain banks are failing or people are having trouble even making appointments now to yep. go into the bank. I had to sit there for two and a half hours to see a banking rep. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a problem because yeah. this is our money, right? We want to be able to access it. But But what I recommend is now you diversify your accounts. So don't just have one bank that has all of your business accounts or your personal Mm -hmm. accounts. Maybe get two or three banks. That way, in case of an emergency, if something happens with one, we know that we can, until they work it out, you know, use another bank. There's a third option. Mm -hmm. Do like Nana and them did. Put a whole bunch of money under your mattress. And you'd be good. This way you got that tangible <laughs> liquid money right there. You don't want to do that. <laughs> never never listen to him when it comes Oh, to never that. listen to me? Oh, huh? We got guests. We go off on tangents, uh-huh. don't we? Wait a minute, baby. Look, we I got, got about 15 we, jeans under my mattress right now. Don't play with me. Super successful guests, by the way. <laughs> Sonia and Aaron Ross. Yeah. But hold on. For those of you who don't know or you don't really know, like, the full scope of just how amazing this couple is, mm-hmm. maybe you just saw them on Real Housewives and you were like, oh, Okay, Mm -hmm. so that's a new couple on Housewives, baby. You don't know nothing because the success starts with her being one of the most decorated female athletes in track and field Mm -hmm. history with four gold medals 
Four of them. Four of them. Them ain't easy to come by, okay? One, two, three, four gold medals and a bronze. Okay. You you know, you understand. You understand, okay? Then on top of that, she marries this incredibly successful, handsome NFL player. He's Mm -hmm. retired now and went and became an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. owning a luxury car service that you can find in Texas and in Atlanta. But we're not going to leave off his two Super Bowl rings, okay? Okay. Not one, Let's not play. Let's not play. You can't say gold medals and leave out the rings. (laughs) Okay? What you talking about? I wonder if they just have like an act out night, Uh you know? You know, <laughs> just, act like they just put them all on. Just put the put the gold medals on, put the Super Bowl rings, and be like, "Come here, girl." Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what is up, Sonya and Aaron? Yeah. Hey, we in the What's place. Up, y'all? To be. Welcome. Thanks, 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 all coordinated and stuff. Yeah. That's yeah, what we do. I just follow suit. Man. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was gonna say because I'm looking at your picture over there. Y'all, y'all apparently uh-huh. have a, a theme color. Yeah. I know we didn't realize it because we don't wear blue a lot. Yeah. But Maybe that's black. one of my favorite pictures, uh-huh. and today he was feeling blue, so I put on a blue dress. I think it's an athlete thing. Y'all are used to uniforms. and <laughs> must be. Must be. <laughs> Never thought about it that way, Egypt, but right. you might be on to something. Well, uh-huh. Before we get into everything, let's just establish, we just found out y'all were our neighbors. Yes. Yeah. And you play spades. Yes. And you were talking stuff over in that chair. Don't think I didn't hear you. Uh, you man, you can't stuff. talk trash if your partner's Jamaican and barely knows how to. <laughs> you can't play spades? I know. I can play a little bit, but I didn't grow up playing spades. I'm very competitive. And I'm very competitive. You, better... you know, all we do is win, so win, she'll win. Be like, she'll be like, Bart, what the fuck? <laughs> Meanwhile, we're nicking. We're nicking like crazy. <laughs> She played dominoes. That's what it was. Yeah, we played dominoes, dominoes. in Jamaica. Yep, yep. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm pretty decent at space. So okay. <laughs> well, well, seriously, welcome to the show. We've been Thank looking you. forward to sitting for down with you guys. Yes. You have such an amazing story and journey. Thank mm-hmm. you. To be so young, they've been together 20 years. Yeah. That's a long time. That's, that's, long. that's not even... <laughs> Heard of nowadays. Look, mm-hmm. some people get six months in. Oh, he getting on my nerves. We done. I'm done. Yeah. We done. How long y'all been together? Forever. Mm-hmm. Like what's forever? Six whole months. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like it. <laughs> you guys met when you were a teenager. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, I was twenty. Yeah, That's why. That was why yeah, I was yeah, pointing yeah. to her. Yeah. So yeah, I, I was eighteen. Yeah. yeah. You were in college. Then. We're both in college. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who hit on who? Like, tell us, give us the uh-huh. goods, the story. Well, let me tell you the story either, because, you know, <laughs> I always know what I want. So, actually, we were in the cafeteria at the University of Texas, and he walks in, and I'm like, damn, he fooling? <laughs> so, I called him over, and I was still with my sister, because my sister also went to the University of Texas with me. Okay. And I'm like, hey, what's your name? And so, he tells me his name. Um, and the funny part is, like, my ex-boyfriend who I had just broke up with was also Aaron. So I was like, oh, hell no. Like, no. <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't it. So then I just introduced myself and then I just let him, you know, walk off. And then, like, a week or two later, he gets my number and then he takes me on our first date and then we're kind of inseparable. So when that. she called you over, did you... I was like, because you don't... <laughs> well, nowadays maybe you do, but... When I was on the market, mm-hmm. you didn't hear about women being the aggressors, right? Mm-hmm. right? Did mm-hmm. you like that? I definitely did, um, because I had peeped her a year before. Oh, <laughs> she okay. didn't know about it. She didn't yeah. know. So, um, so kind of to give you a little more context, um, I graduated like a year or two before, mm-hmm. but um, had to deal with some school issues, and I set out for two years. Okay, but I had a scholarship still on the table to go to the University of Texas. So um, 
the year that I was sitting out, it's a big track meet at at, at the University of Texas that uh-huh. everybody Texas relays, Texas relays that okay. everybody go to. Okay. So I go to Texas relays. I'm sitting on the front row with my mom. And I see her walk by. Uh-huh. So I'm like, ooh. <laughs> like, my, I was like, ma. You got your mom? Yeah. <laughs> my mom, my dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's my dog. Yeah, my, 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 my mom, um, I said, hey, ma, I'm getting her when I get back up here. Yeah. And mama, she's a, she's a track star. So mm. um, Your mom was a track she star. She used to run okay. track. So, so she knew who she was? No, nah, we no? didn't know exactly who she was. I just knew. I liked what I saw. Okay. Right. So mom was like, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And just to backtrack, this is a year before a she had year approached before you. She okay. had approached me. Wow. So when I got Look back to school, I started asking my um my teammates. I'm like, hey, bro, it's this um girl that wore number five, and I I didn't know that it was her lane. Uh-huh. I'm just thinking I saw number, right, like right, a right. football number. So I'm like, it's this girl that wore number five on um the the, the track team. Who is she? Is she with somebody? So they ended up telling me, man, she got a she got a dude right now. Yeah, and this is earlier, maybe September, August, September, and I'm like, okay, I kind of fell back, and then when it's meant to be, it's mm, meant to be. That's yeah. when this happened. But yeah. twenty like, years, okay. okay. Cool. And so we, we've been together for eighteen years. Yes, and married for almost thirteen years. Did Correct. you realize that this year? Yeah. So. Um, we can tell you it is it's not been an easy work. Yeah. It's, it's work. work. Definitely. Yeah. It's work. Yeah, marriage <laughs> in the dictionary should just mm-hmm. say work. Yeah. <laughs> just say work. Yeah. So so obviously there are highs and lows, ebbs mm-hmm. and flows. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you guys have learned on your journey together just about each other and about how to make this thing really work? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that um, you got to make space for the fact that your partner is always evolving. Yes. And I think a lot of times people get married and they have this picture of what marriage should be and what that person is going to be. And they think that's a permanent thing. Mm-hmm. And what I think I've learned over the years with my husband is that the man I met when he was 20 is certainly <laughs> not the man that he is today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think how we've been able to navigate that is that we communicate really well. Mm-hmm. And even more recently, we've kind of challenged ourselves to communicate even on a deeper level. Yeah. Like we like we want to love each other unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Like I want to hear the stuff that you don't tell nobody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so I think that's been the thing that I've learned the most is that I got to give him space to grow as a man and as a father and as a human being and if I make space for that and I continue to love and nurture him through that, then mm-hmm. we you know, it, it, like we're unstoppable. But I think a lot of people, when you get to that place, we're like, that's not that, you wasn't that guy before. Mm-hmm. You're different. Yep. You're different, yep. you know? And then yep. you're like, you, you give up on it. And the truth is like the best love is when you push through that. Mm-hmm. That's the yes. real money love right yes. there. Yeah. Ooh, there's so much in there. And yeah. you know, through the evolution, through the growth, yeah. it's about paying attention to it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because some people will hit, hit you with the, oh, you've changed and that, oh, this is just not the same. Yeah. But I've been trying to show you or take you along this journey right. yes. because the problem in relationship is that some people, for instance, let's say you, you're God-fearing and you, you mm-hmm. dig into the faith and you, mm-hmm. you're going heavy into the Bible, whatever it right. may be, but you never share that with your partner. Exactly. Yes. They so don't know. Apart. So yes. you grow apart. Exactly. You got to share that yeah. growth and the experience that you're mm-hmm. going through as well. 100%. So what's your perspective? Yeah. I mean, it's, she hit it right on the head. I think it's um, more than just communication. It's effective communication. Yes. Yeah. Um, where through the first maybe 10 years of our 14, we felt like we were we were in our sports ba- background, so uh-huh. we communicated very, very well. Yeah. But when we had kid a kid mm-hmm. and then retired and all of that, she wasn't the same woman that I married. 
I wasn't the same man mm -hmm. and we thought we were still communicating and liking the same things that mm -hmm. we used to like. Mm -hmm. I used to do things for that she used to like, but mm -hmm. now she don't really like mm -hmm. that no more. Right. She used to do things. Y'all still talking sports though? Do we do. Like, uh, yes, we do. Like, oh my goodness. We I'm do. going to the, and you're like, I don't understand. What I'm saying is I'm going to the supermarket. I'm going to be in aisle three. Yeah. I want you to yell yes. 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 I'm going to catch you to yes. the milk. Yes. Last night, when I get to the milk. Last yes. night he's in the shower making an analogy. Talk, we're talking and he's in the shower and he's making an analogy. He's like, well, it's like when coach and I'm like, <laughs> but you understood exactly where I was coming from after I said that. Literally, Egypt, last night, he's making an analogy about uh, coaching me and cover cover two, and I'm stepping yeah, I'm like, okay, she understood man. It. but I got it. Do y'all fight, though? Do y'all, do you like pull rank? Do y'all ever pull rank? Like, Woman, don't you know I got two super But don't you know? Like, I am the most decorated woman. I'm going out next time. Next time. You said coach. I like that within relationship. Do you ever find, either one of you, do you ever find that you're trying to coach each other? I feel like I do. I'm kind of a natural coach. It's kind of who I am. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and what I had to kind of figure out, and I think this was part of our conversation last night, is she asked me something and she was stressed out. And I said, um, I said, do you want the coach or do you just want to vent? Mm -hmm. Do you just want to ear? Because mm -hmm. me, who I am by That's nature, good. I want to solve. Yes. I want to, you tell me the problem, I'm trying to solve it right mm -hmm. away. Mm -hmm. Sometimes she don't need me to solve the yeah. issue. She just want me to to listen. listen. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I, I was like, let me yeah. know which one you, you want me to be right now. Smart man. Because sometimes we do. Yeah. Like I, I tell Mike at times when he's trying to be super positive. If I'm in a bad space, mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't need your toxic positivity. <laughs> I'm like, toxic like, positivity. What is that? That's what do you need? What do you need? I'm like, yeah. I just want you to sit there and listen. Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes you just want to get it off your chest, yeah. get it out, work it out yourself, and yeah. find your way back yeah. to yeah. a positive space. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate that so much. And that's mm -hmm. also the growth that we've had in our marriage yeah. where he recognizes when it's time for him to coach or to give me advice and when it is to listen. I think the other key gem in marriage, too, is like if you have the tendency to coach, you got to know what kind of athlete you got. Mm. Ooh, you know what Ooh, I mean? Go there. Because Ooh. I think that sometimes like I, I know my nature is like if I'm like in the thick of it, I'm, I don't want to be criticized right mm -hmm, now. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. you know, like give me a little time, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then I receive it better. And so I think that's also a way of communicating effectively is yep. knowing who you're talking to, like mm -hmm. knowing what your partner responds to. It's mm -hmm. like my husband, if he's going through, he could take the beat down right now. That's right. how he is. He's like, I'm like, but that's not right. He could take that, mm -hmm. you know, but I need a little bit of time. Like if I did something that ain't so right, give me like a give me like twenty minutes. Right. Give me like an hour. Let me translate that for the non-athletes out there. Okay, so you're not athlete. So so let me speak the language we speak, right? Mm -hmm. So we're in the kitchen and we say, babe, do I look like you know like I'm like ten pounds heavier? I know I need to lose weight. We don't need you to say, yeah, that's because you've been eating all these cakes. Right. That's not coaching. Okay, yeah, yeah. we're saying it, but we don't really want a response because yeah. we're gonna eat the cake. Uh, <laughs> anyway, listen, fellas, you get that. That question, just uh, <laughs> like, man, is it raining outside? Right, right, right. Like, man, let me answer this phone no, call real quick. Right, right. The right answer is, babe, I love the thickness. You be caking. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what them jeans said. No. <laughs> there you are. I'm 
my gosh. So I know we're a fool, y'all. But <laughs> but so I, I love you as a couple. When we had the opportunity to bring you in, I was like, where do we start with yeah. them? Yeah. And to me, it just seems <clears throat> logical that you're both super successful mm-hmm. in your own right. Mm-hmm. Both incredibly decorated. But there was a time, obviously, when you were becoming. Yeah. Right? So you you met when mm-hmm. you were young and before everything really just kind of blew up in your lives. Mm-hmm. But when it did, mm-hmm. how did you stay connected? Because mm-hmm. you're over here, mm-hmm. right, training, right. and you're over here right. training. Mm-hmm. How did you guys make that work? It was a blessing in disguise, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say the same thing. Because we never got bored, bored with one another. Okay. As soon yeah. as we, we were so happy to, to come back together, it was never any arguments mm-hmm. the, the small things really didn't matter yeah. so um i think that the time apart actually helped us create a strong foundation of mm. getting over the small things and and really looking at the the bigger picture mm. yeah okay. i think i think it's like what did rick ross say you, you wasn't with me shooting in the gym uh-huh. like i was with him in the gym so it's okay. like see, it's like there's a joy to seeing someone live their dream yeah. mm. you know what i mean yes. like both of us were in college and i was like i'm gonna go to the olympics and he had the dreams to go to the nfl and like it actually happened. happened that's so dope you know what i mean that's and so, so like sit, hold on let's sit there for a minute <laughs> you in college you yeah. both have this dream you saying it to each other and it happens. Yeah. That's so dope. Yeah. So it was, I think that was a beautiful thing and a beautiful time in our relationship. Like I always say we were like on a honeymoon phase for like 12 years because, time. you know, it's like everything was just so right in our lives. And like Ross mentioned too, it's like, I think the space helped us a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, it's like we, I'd be overseas competing and we're on the phone all the time and it's like different time zones. Mm-hmm. So we're catching yeah. each other when we can <laughs> and when we see each other, it's like, it's on. It's yeah. on. <laughs> 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 so wait, wait, when he got his first Super Bowl ring, were you there? Were you I able to there. be present? I was there. What was that like? Oh my goodness! So first she of all, rent beat everybody to the field. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so the funny thing is, the three games that my husband won uh-huh. college when they won when it was Texas versus USC, USC, yeah, and then the two times they beat the Patriots, I feel like they wanted to like give us like a heart attack. They uh-huh. win like in the last. 10 seconds of the damn day. I remember. remember that, Mike? Yep. So what happens is you get this pass to go on the field as, you know, you get one pass and, you know, he always picked the right one. <laughs> so um, so you get one pass to get somebody on the field. And so the Patriots already have their family down there because remember, mm-hmm. they're up. They're thinking they're going to win. Right. Yeah. So we win in like the last few seconds. Baby, baby wasn't nobody beating me today. I was like, <laughs> You know, there's actually pictures all over the place where you're like right there. I'm there. I'm like right the first there. person Party. on the field because I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like confetti shoes. Like, yeah, like, exactly. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I, ca- I caught the confetti. Yes. So, but no, but it was just like to what I was saying earlier. It's like a dream come true to like see my husband mm-hmm. who had this dream and you know went on to live it, and I got to be yeah. there. And I was lucky because. The way our seasons worked, I was mm-hmm. able to be there for his Super Bowls. Yeah. He wasn't there for my first two Olympics. But, that, but that, then the third one, was, he put in his contract. He said, look, I got yeah, to be at the Olympics. Yes. Wow. I like don't care that. what training camp, what's going on. I need two days to go watch my wife. And yeah. so he got to come to London. Oh, my God. Were you crying? But, uh, yeah. Not crying, but I was definitely <laughs> excited on, you were and happy. You were <laughs> on the inside. <laughs> on, the inside <laughs> on the inside. On the inside. I'm married to No, because you see the blood, sweat, and tears that this person put into it, it. Mm-hmm. and then to come down to one final race or game and then it's yeah a victory is yeah. yeah, nothing yeah. like it. Yeah. And nobody really, they see the results, but they don't see the work that, yeah. that the person is putting in. You mm. know, had I had I won 
the pen relays that ear, you know, <laughs> we might have been running the game. I was really in the pen. I've been dying to say that to you. I've been dying. <laughs> I was in the pen relay. The pen relay is a big deal. It's a, big, that's deal. a big deal. You should tell everybody about that. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I didn't win, win but. I've been teammates. And then I got that injury. Oh, that's mm-hmm. what I did. I got that injury. Don't worry. <laughs> she tell me all the time. I'm like I beat you in this race. You know I used to be in the pen relays, right? Yeah, yeah. Just remind you. That's like the, <laughs> that's the explanation for it. So then, okay, so you guys come to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Why Atlanta? So the real reason is okay. So we were in Austin um, after we both retired. Ross and I stayed in Austin because we just had great connections there. We both mm-hmm. went to UT. It's great. Um, but I also wanted to start doing more television stuff. Mm-hmm. And opportunities in Austin are, you know, very, very slim. Like, yeah. there are a few things that you could do in television. And so I got this dope opportunity to come and host a show with Will Packer. Mm-hmm. And so started doing that right before COVID. And unfortunately, because of COVID, the show just didn't get a got second it. season. Mm-hmm. And so we were actually going to go back to Austin because mm-hmm. we love Austin. And mm-hmm. we still had our home there. Um, and then the Real Housewives of Atlanta called. <laughs> and they okay. were like, we heard you in town. I was like... Well, we heard you live here. I was like, I technically don't live here, yeah. but maybe I could. <laughs> and then we started to just, you know, um, weigh, the, weigh the pros and cons of mm-hmm. going back to Austin or, you know, developing a life here. And also yeah. for us, too, with our son, we have a young black boy yeah. son mm-hmm. and Austin oh, yeah. is 6% black. And we just wanted more diversity 4%. for him mm-hmm. and 4% now since we left. So Real Housewives of Atlanta called you. <laughs> You'd never done reality television, No, right? we did, actually. You did? Yes, yeah, so a we had our own family show on WeTV in 2013. What was it called? Glam and Gold. Glam and Gold. Wait, I okay. do remember that. Yeah, so we had Holy a show God, on WeTV, Glam and Gold. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it. Like, mm-hmm. I loved doing reality TV. So a lot different when it's just your family <laughs> yeah, and family and friends. Yeah. But, <laughs> well, let's get, let's get yeah, into that. Something sure. you guys may not know is yeah. a few years ago, uh, Mike and I mm-hmm. were slated to be on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, well, let me explain. Okay. Yes, please. Uh-oh. Yes, let me. Okay, let me sit my tea now. Come and then, come on, join us. We need so, come on. Yeah, this is back when uh, Carlos King was still. Mm. Uh, okay. Yes. So you know, we did the interviews, we did the whole yes. thing. They mm-hmm. were supposed to actually come and film with us yeah. the next day, but mm-hmm. something was like bothering me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't put my finger on it. Mm-hmm. I just, it was bothering me. And mind you, I've been doing media, radio, yeah. and television for Forever, years. Yeah. But something just was not sitting right with my soul. I woke up in the middle of the night. And I said, Mike, are we doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. And he's like, if you don't lay down. <laughs> what? And I just said, babe, I just something's telling me that this might not be right for us. Mm-hmm. And he said, if it bothers you that much, call him and tell him, yeah. you know, it's not for us. Yeah. So we did. We called mm-hmm. him and told him. Now, we did actually wonder if we'd made a mistake sure. a few mm-hmm. times because yeah. obviously there's fame and there's yeah. opportunity yeah. that comes with it but I think we have to listen to our intuition it and it's right. also not for everybody, everybody. Right. Um, but what, what did you guys go through your process of yeah. deciding Wait, before, before you yeah. answer that though mm-hmm. what were you feeling about the whole process <laughs> yes so can I go first why did you, why did you say because because she brought she brought it up mm-hmm. the the, and she was extremely excited, but he was sitting here rocking <laughs> his shoulders and going back and forth. Yeah. Okay, fine. They're getting to it. I want him to start, though. Yeah. So I, I kind of <laughs> went through the same exact thing. I felt mm-hmm. a certain way when they first when they first um, called, mm-hmm. and I was like, Nah, baby, I don't think this is this is for us. And we kind of dated. They flew out, and that day I felt a certain way, and I was like, Nah, we're not doing it. So they had to fly back, mm. and um, we canceled it. 
And of course, she was sad. And I was like, well, if it's meant to be, they'll call you back. Yeah. If it's supposed to happen, they'll call you back. Mm. And maybe a month went by and they called her back. So mm. I didn't. I didn't really feel it in the beginning. Um, and now that I'm on the show, mm-hmm. um, the first season I was a little reserved because. We could tell. Yeah, I was yeah. a little reserved. First season I was like, protective. he don't really want to do this. Yeah, I was a little protective <laughs> and mm-hmm. just feeling a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, as the season went on, and especially this season, mm-hmm. um, they, they're they allowing me to be me. Good. That's the main Which thing. Which means you're going to check a mofo. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's going now. He is going. And y'all are going into your third season with This them. is our second this season. This is your second now. season. Yeah, yeah, I that, didn't that realize that. Yeah. So, so knowing he felt that way, yeah. how did you balance that? Yeah. So, I, you know, much like you, Egypt, I'm someone. So I, I always say yes to life. Like if mm-hmm. something comes, I always say yes first and I try to figure And I figure it out as I go. Mm-hmm. And I always tell my husband, and my whole thing is if it flows, we do it. If it feels like it's not flowing, then we're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so if it comes easy, because I feel like God is always like, you know, like God opens doors for us. If you got to kick it down, if you got to do too much, then it probably ain't your door. <laughs> you know, it's yes. not your door. So um, I was excited about the opportunity because I felt like, you know, I, I, I obviously know it comes with a lot. But I also feel like it's a great opportunity to be in front of a new audience, to show your businesses. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of other great things mm-hmm. come from it. And I talked mm-hmm. to a lot of women who I respected, who had been on the platform, who had seen the opportunity really, yeah. you know, elevate a lot of the things that they were doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so so the first time they came, um, and actually Ross is there, they came one time before that and it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we, we didn't have our home here and all that kind of stuff. And then the second time they came, Ross and I were just not, you know, like he was like, I don't know, baby. So they came and then we didn't film. And I was still cool. I was like, okay, whatever. Like it was meant to be. Of course I was disappointed. No, you right. wasn't cool. I was disappointed. <laughs> I was disappointed. Yeah, you wasn't cool. I was disappointed <laughs> for a day. And then I was like, okay, if it's not, if it's going, if it's meant to be, it will happen. Yeah. And then when they came back around the third time, it just really flowed. Okay. And we had a really good, like, they came to the house. They filmed with us. It went very well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a, a big part of it for me has always been, like, you know, I just want, like, to be what I want to see on television. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like That's a, lot a great of, way to look at it. You know, yeah, yeah. like, people yep. complain about whatever. It's like, well, I want to bring what I want to see. I want to see black excellence and black love mm-hmm. and all those mm-hmm. things. And I think we belong in mm-hmm. every space. Yeah. Like, yep. You know, we shouldn't be excluded from any spaces. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping to bring a lot of that to the Real Housewives. And I feel like this season was really, really You're also bringing one of the only actual couples. To- <laughs> <laughs> That's why we need you. Come on, you do. Well, Come on. Well, so I, I, here's what I just took away from what you said, which yes. was an important lesson for everybody is say yes to life. Yes. yes. Um, and yes. you can figure it out. You know, yeah. do it your way. Mm-hmm. Perhaps we could have looked at it that way, but I, knowing our path now with our show, yeah. Marriage and Real Estate, yeah. this is what it was. This like, was you would have never be, yeah. seen us doing renovations right. and designs right. on Real Housewives. Yep. And mm-hmm. truly, I feel like we're in our lane yes. and we'll sure. be able to, you know, yes. so things mm-hmm. happen and, and you got to listen to that voice yeah. on the inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you guys are really rocking and making the best of this opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yes. thank you, you really are. Yeah. And Listen, I know something happened recently and, you know, there were those who sat on one side of the fence and those who sat on the other. Mike and I sat on the side of the fence where we were like, you better stand up for your wife. I know that's right. You better let them know that they are not going to do this to your wife. And so I want to talk about that moment. For those that don't know, uh, it seemed like Sonya was being attacked, Mm -hmm. you know, in a scene. And uh, all we saw was him say, okay, what we're not going to (laughs) do? You know when a man says, okay, what we're not going to do? He means business, right? Uh (laughs) But, But were you talking to the women at the table? No. Who were you talking to? Producers. What happened? 
We've never really talked about it publicly. So, um, so, so, okay, this is, this is what happened. This is what happened. What had happened was. What happened was um, okay, so. Uh-huh. So, okay, so I was hosting the trip in Jamaica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things happen when you're the host of a trip. Mm-hmm. I would not recommend hosting a trip your first season. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. Um, right? So when you come out Egypt, host your second season. I'm not, <laughs> okay. So <laughs> yeah, I keep recruiting y'all on. Gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. So anyway, so a lot of things were happening. And one thing in particular happened that really wasn't on me. Like, you know, like there, there was a lot of, like they were moving things around and put, you know, having people film with different people. And I thought that everyone knew what was going on because I had set it up to go a certain way. It had changed. So it was not, it wasn't on me, basically is what I'm saying. Right. So when we get into start filming, whatever, it's like the girls were starting, were blaming me for it. And I'm mm-hmm. looking like, nah, that's not cool. Like y- y'all know it wasn't on me. So what happened was Ross has always said, he's like, look, as long I'm good with the drama, as long as the shit is real. Right. Like you That's can't real life. You yeah. have to manufacture. Let's not manufacture right. it. You Got know. You. So he was kind of feeling like, no, this is not cool. Like, mm-hmm. they're kind of coming after something she didn't do. So when he got up, he was talking to everybody. The producers, <laughs> the chefs, the everybody in earshot. Y'all not about to with my Cause, wife. Because nobody else it. was speaking up for you. Nobody yeah. was speaking up for but you. But I loved so. But he wasn't talking to the ladies. Yeah. And I hated that it kind of people felt yeah. that way. And it is what it is on mm-hmm. the show. It's the way they edited it. That's yeah. why I wanted to bring it up. Yeah. Because like I said, there were those who sat on one side right. thinking, yeah. oh, how can he, you know, scream right. at the women like that? But to be honest mm-hmm. with you. You, even if he was speaking to the ladies, mm-hmm. there was something super attractive. Oh, oh, I, oh, baby, I, I, a man who very was laying down down. He didn't physically, he didn't no. physically threaten anyone. Right. You know, he didn't. You know, he didn't seem like he was going to attack anyone. Uh-huh. But I would expect that if I was at a table, man or woman, yeah. and I was being attacked, that my husband would have something to say about yeah, it. For sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Without a doubt. And I, you know what I hate is when, no matter what the show is, is when the man does speak up on behalf of his wife. They always in the comment section or somewhere, I'll stay out of women's right, business. Right, stay right, out of... Right, right. No. This is right. my business. Exactly. Exactly. And like, when you're they're there, they're in the moment, they're present. So I'm like, how can they not have a reaction mm-hmm. when they feel a certain kind mm-hmm. of way? So, you know, like we learned a lot from that from that situation. Like next time, Ross next time, up just and go, go. go over to <laughs> I'm not going to not do it. I'm just going to go over there this time. So there was something else, you know, that we got from watching you guys on the season. Uh, it happens to a lot of couples. One wants to have another child, mm-hmm. and the other, maybe not so much. Right. Yeah. You know, we we had another couple here recently where she really wanted another kid, mm-hmm. and he didn't. And he, you know, they came to what they call an understanding. Then, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you know, you got to watch that episode, Doctor Tart. Um, <laughs> but but on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you we understood. I understood what you meant. You're like, mm-hmm. but I feel like I'm just mm-hmm. living my life. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, but you felt like, but if we're going to do it, the time is now. Mm-hmm. Time. Yeah. So where do you guys stand with that? Have you, if you decided one way or the other? Um, I'll let you answer that question, but I'll give you kind of some context to where it came from. Okay. Um, I think... What I was, what I wanted the most is, is both of us, we have siblings Mm -hmm. and my best friend is my brother. Mm -hmm. Her best friend is her sister. Okay. Mm -hmm. And right now, as y'all know, we live with her sister who has two kids. Mm -hmm. So our son, he yearns for a sibling. Mm -hmm. I see it every day. Yeah. So as a father and a person that has a sibling that, that rock with me no matter what. Yeah. I wanted him to have that. Right. Mm -hmm. So I knew 
as the years go on and on, mm-hmm. he's not really going to have a sibling if it's seven, eight years down the line. Right. How so, old is he now? Five. Five. Mm-hmm. So um, that was more of why I really was pressed on it. Mm-hmm. And, of course, selfishly, I would like to um, work on having a, a daughter because mm. I feel like I'm always coaching mm-hmm. my son uh-huh. to become a man. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it doesn't take the love away, right. but it's a different type of love. It is. To where I can see where fathers and daughters have mm-hmm. that just It's called love. manipulation. As <laughs> <laughs> nah, a mother not, of yeah. three girls. He's a girl dad. It's, only a, girl it's dad. a whole different. It's different. It's, different. it's yeah. way different. They ask mom. I would definitely like that. Well, she didn't say what I wanted. Yeah. Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> and they get him every, every time. time. See, that's my son with her. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so how'd yeah. you take that? Yeah, you know, so, you know, the reality is, and it was, it's been a tough situation for me as well, is that I just wanted to be honest with what my true capacity was as a woman, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like Ross and I, we always had this fairy tale dream of like what life would look like and we'd have two or three kids and all these things. But the reality was when I had the one, I was like, oh, my God. That's what <laughs> oh real God. reality is. Yeah. Right. I was like, right. this is, He's I can't handful. do more than this. I don't think I have the capacity <laughs> yeah. to give more than what I give to my husband and my son. Mm. And it also, too, to be to be very honest, I talked about the fairy tale marriage we had up until four, year 14. Mm-hmm. It was when we had our son. Mm-hmm. It really rocked our marriage. Yeah. And, you know, and so I just didn't want it to impact our marriage. Yes. And I wanted to be honest with my capacity as a woman, you know, but the truth was I wanted to get to a good place with my husband. So we had some real conversations Mm -hmm. about what it is that I felt I needed as a mom. My husband was an excellent father to my son, but I felt like sometimes there were needs that I had as a wife and as a mom that I felt like we weren't able to always get on the same page with that. Mm -hmm. And so we've talked about that really clearly. I feel like my son is at the age now where he is ready to be a big brother. Okay. And so I am very open. (laughs) Baby number two. We are working on it. You know you're being recorded, right? Right, right, right. We're working on it. Shop is officially open. Can I, can I? over here, shop is officially open. I want to stick on something though, because you said rock, right? Mm -hmm. Something that rocks you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With a child coming into the picture, Mm -hmm. You know, coming out of track and field, mm-hmm. two Super Bowls, mm-hmm. and then coming out of it. Yeah. Right? Retiring. Retiring. Retirement. Yep. That's okay. I understand that you got into a space of feeling like, is this it? Mm-hmm. I'm feeling depressed. Like, mm-hmm. what else? You went through yeah. a depression? Three years. Yeah. How did you know you were in a depression? I didn't until when you I came out. out. <laughs> okay. Oh, I didn't. Okay. My um, Everybody that... All of my loved ones would say, AJ, what's my nickname is AJ. Uh-huh. Um, AJ, baby, what's wrong with you? I'm like, nothing. I'm good. Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. But in retrospect, when I look back at it, I couldn't watch um, the first year. I couldn't watch no sports. Okay. Because it would mm-hmm. it would remind me of it. Um, mm-hmm. The second year, I couldn't watch ESPN and football. And then the third year. I was able to watch ESPN, but I still wasn't able to watch football because mm. it would remind me, like, I feel like I could still be out yeah, there. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, so, I wasn't done. So you right. didn't you didn't retire by choice? N- not in in football is age and injury. Okay. So I was 32, 34, somewhere around there, 30, <laughs> 34. Okay. And then I had tore my Achilles. Oh, okay. Wow. There it is. Okay. So I felt like I still had more in me. Mm-hmm. I was still healthy. Of the, the knowledge of the game had started to increase. I was felt like I was kind of mm-hmm. at my prime yeah. mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. But 
it's a numbers game in the NFL. Right. Was it and your choice because of the injury, or was it the NFL's choice saying, listen, we don't even want to risk it? That's basically what it is. Yeah, it sounds gotcha. that way. I, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I had a moment in my life where I, too, I couldn't turn on the TV and, like, watch a certain thing yeah. because it reminded me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, of what I, mm-hmm. what I felt was, was a personal uh, failure of mm-hmm. mine. But mm-hmm. it's really not. It's just the process, right? right? Yeah. The process of life, things playing out yeah. as mm-hmm. they should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think what, what we all have to recognize is there are going to be different seasons, right? right? Yes. It's going to be the mm-hmm. season of harvest. Yeah. And then yeah. it's going to be a season of planting and sowing yeah. and yes. you know, plowing yep. as well. Yes. And recognizing and honoring yeah, those mm-hmm. seasons in, and the yeah. growth mm-hmm. that we go through yeah. in it. Yeah. So, so he's going through this depression mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. three years. That's a long time. Yeah. Did you notice it in him? 100%. What yeah. changed? Um, so I think, you know, okay, so here's the thing. So a lot of people don't ever experience what it's like to give your life to something for the majority of your life. Mm -hmm. And then it goes away when you're in your thirties. Right. You know what I mean? And so retirement for athletes is very difficult. And so I gave him a lot of grace because I had witnessed a lot of my other friends who had retired from sports, who really struggled after sports. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just kept, you know, telling him, I'm like, if you were great in one thing, you could be great in something else. Like, mm-hmm. I just tried right. to, you know, continue yeah. to to support him and love on him. Um, and the thing is, it wasn't like he was depressed walking around moping every yeah, single day. That's right. why I thought I wasn't depressed because yeah. I started a company, <laughs> yeah. had a child. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm moving forward. Right. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like I'm it was just still... like an overall loss of some of his joy. A divorce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. But yeah. Weren't, weren't you retiring almost simultaneously? Yeah, I retired. So, and the, the crazy thing about it, you just talked about his experience is that I retired by choice mm-hmm. and it's a big difference mm-hmm. yes big difference. you know like i had had three surgeries on my big toe i had just won t- my fourth olympic gold medal and i was like man like i if, if this year doesn't go well if my toe still doesn't allow me to run at my best i'm mm-hmm. gonna leave and start doing something else leave on top leave mm-hmm. on top mm-hmm. yeah. and then i started to for that whole year because of what my husband had gone through i started to be very prayerful about my transition and thinking of what can i do after this mm-hmm. and really preparing myself yeah and i think that was the biggest difference for ross and i was that i prepared for a whole year for retirement mm-hmm. and my husband it just kind of happened right. where mm-hmm. you know it's, a, it's subjective in the nfl you yeah. have a team has to want you and so yeah when i went when i transitioned out my transition was a lot smoother Mm-hmm. Than my husband's and um and so I don't I don't think I went through that low what, preparation. What, what do they yeah. do? Like so, athletes? Did yeah. they prepare you guys no. at all? What? No, you, you said no. You didn't even know what I was going to ask you. No. I, you yeah, said no, no. They don't no. prepare you for anything. No. No. So, <laughs> <laughs> no. So, so where I was going? Right. Uh, you know, I, I guess I was because you hear so many athletes that when they're done with their career, they think the money's still gonna come in the way it was right. and, and then they're spending mm-hmm. the same mm-hmm. way they were mm-hmm. and wind up having nothing right. left to their name mm-hmm. you, so they don't do anything to financially prepare oh you God. guys for the next chapter no, no. Mm. there's I mean nothing. football at least a little bit better than track and field because they at least have a union mm. and they have a yeah, players association in our sport, we're solo dolo. Like, you're figuring it out on your own. So, no, there's definitely nobody there to prepare you for retirement, to prepare you for life after sports, mm-hmm. for your finances. Like, you're figuring all that out on your own. And that's why there is such a high percentage of athletes who go bankrupt after yeah. sport right. because they're the first millionaires in their family. Mm-hmm. They're the, you know, then they're taking care of their entire families. Like, this is a cycle that needs a lot of work, but it's largely in part because there is no support or resources mm-hmm. to really help you. Let's use this moment right now. For someone listening at home yeah. or watching this, as a gold medalist, mm-hmm. two-time Super Bowl champion, mm-hmm. 
what would you tell your younger self to do yes. to prepare Ooh. for what is to well, come? I, I love his story, how he went one. and formed his own company, but we'll get to that. <laughs> but, but how do you set, you, you're just getting in, I'm just getting yeah. my basketball this, I'm just getting my track and field this, I'm just getting my football yeah. this. While the checks what are do coming, I need to do, do, do? Yeah. now? Just in case an injury happens. I think, um, I would say get with some type of financial planner mm-hmm. for the money that you actually have. Not the money that you're, you're going to make, yes. but the money that you actually have. Create a plan to where if something happens, I can live off of this 10 years, at, at least 10 years after the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That way I can figure things out. Give mm-hmm. me a 10-year window to mm-hmm. where I can figure something out mm-hmm. as far as mm-hmm. starting another company or yeah. whatever yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. But putting my money in a way to where I only have this much money to spend each month mm-hmm. yeah. and okay. kind of plan it out for a 10-year phase after retirement based on the money that you have in your mm-hmm. account right, right now. Mm. I would say put your life vest on first, sis. Like, life vest, put it on <laughs> and zip it up. And zip it up. I think especially in our community, especially in the black community, because I see a big difference in different in different cultures where it's like when one person make it, we made it. Mm. You everybody. know, everybody yeah. made it. And it's a beautiful sentiment. But the truth is, is that if you look at most families, if that one person makes it and they do for everybody else. Yes. Who's going to be the lifeline for them mm-hmm. when they no longer have that source of income? So I think put your life vest on first. Like Ross said, figure out how can you sustain your mm-hmm. life for at least 10 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. And then after that, if there is excess, yeah, buy your mom the house, do mm-hmm. all those things. But we do it backwards. We buy our moms the house. We buy the cars, all those yeah. things. And then you, you look at everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you look and it's like, you know, five, six years later and that second contract doesn't come no, or right. whatever. And you're back to square one. And most athletes don't have any other skill sets or experience mm. outside of sports because mm-hmm. you're taught to eat, sleep and breathe sports. Right. So now you're like, OK, obviously those skills are transferable, mm-hmm. but it's going to take you a little time. because You got to start back from ground zero. Right. To build that respect in, in that whatever field that is. So put your life vest on first. Get with a financial planner. Do the, Learn yourself. There's so many resources now where you can learn about investing in taxes, mm-hmm. all those things. Right. And then once you're stable and secure, then... Mm-hmm. You know, start helping other people. I think that would be the biggest thing I would tell. Those are two really yes. great yeah. pieces yes. of advice. You know, in my real estate business, I represent a lot of athletes. Mm-hmm. I help them, you know, mm-hmm. invest in real estate, buy their first homes, mm-hmm. buy their mama's homes, mm-hmm. all of that. <laughs> yep. And the conversation that I often have just whenever I can have it is always live below your means. Mm. You know, it's great yeah. that I you have it, <laughs> but let's act yeah. like you don't like <laughs> have it. You know, just, just because you can buy a $2 ministry. million dollar house, <laughs> you can easily live in a $750,000 house exactly. that's good for a million dollar house. Exactly. You don't have to spend. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can do other things and make your money work for you. Whenever right. I get the opportunity, right. yes. that's that's what I really tell them, live below your means. We go to okay. war about this topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, back and forth. They'll do? What? What's the war? So, okay, so when it comes to like, this is marriage and money. We're going to get to the money soon. Um, Oh, we in the money now. (laughs) We We in in it. Um, I'm so grateful for my husband because he's always been the one who is like planning for the future. Uh And I'm kind of like, YOLO! (laughs) (laughs) Only live once, baby. And that one, and that one. Um, and oh, so thank man. God for balance yeah. yes. um, because yes. if, if it were just on me, we would be the statistic yes. for sure. Okay, mm-hmm. fair. Because I just, I didn't learn, like my mom and dad 
God bless them, they're amazing. But they just always made things work. Like my mom mm. were always middle class and they always made good money. But if I if we we're going to prom, I had a five hundred dollar dress. Like I always had mm. whatever. You know, she never. Gotcha. It was never a budget. There was never like, oh no, we're gonna. It was like, oh, you need that now. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it till I got older that I learned those same exact financial skills. Like mm. I just make it work. Yeah. So if I'm if I get a hundred thousand dollar check, baby, that hundred thousand dollar check is spunked. <laughs> <laughs> That's spunked. Spunked. She just spunked that already. Spunked. But you did say something very nice. Knowledgeable. You said, I get $500 and I make it work, right? But yeah. we, we had a little backwards. We make it work for something we want, but really, we're supposed right. to make it work to make us more. Right. You know, you take Correct. that money and it's exactly. like, how can right. I duplicate exactly. this and make this little exactly. check make me more money? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. yeah. So I think that's where, and I, like, I'm grateful for my husband because he was the one who was like, all right, making that five-year plan with, you know, his mm-hmm. money while I was out here just, you know, living the life of luxury. You see that right there? That's the growth because... Yeah. You plan mm-hmm. to retire, yeah. and he did not. So now the roles have changed. Yeah. So he's planning yes. for the both of you to mm. retire. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Mm. And you talk. People talk about being like equally that. yoked all the time. <laughs> yes, people talk about being equally yoked, and it's not that you're the same or you make the same money. It's those type of things. Yes, it's like what he yes. brings to the table mm-hmm. balances mm-hmm. me, and right. I think that's mm-hmm. one of one of the joys of us and coming you bring together. A lot to the table, baby. Oh. You better bring it over here. Y'all know. We got a lot of this table. You better stop with it. I like it. Y'all are officially like one of my new favorite Uh, couples. Sonia, Richard Ross, Aaron Ross, so much Uh to talk about. uh Real quick, the businesses. Let everybody know where to look for you, what they can find. Go Mm -hmm. ahead. Mommy Nation. Yes. What's the name so, of the um, Ross and Leach Chauffeur Service mm-hmm. is a luxury car service that oh. started in, yeah, in mm-hmm. Austin. We're now in Atlanta. Oh, Austin, how many, what type of cars you got? Everything from Black sedans cars, all the way up to limos, party buses. Get off my party buses. Oh, all the yo, things. it's on. Yes. It's on. <laughs> and recently, now in Atlanta, we just have like the um, sedan and the uh, like, like the truck the SUV. Okay. here. We're gonna keep expanding. Got to get our clientele up before. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, yes. Start to expand more. more Kim, hook him up with vehicles. Ted's. Where you at, Kim? <laughs> <laughs> hook him up with that's Ted's. How, that's how you make the show work for you. Yes. yes. Right. So yeah. he has a chauffeur company. I um, have Mommy Nation, mm-hmm. which is my blog and virtual community that specifically supports Black moms through mm. their motherhood journey. Um, we're going on four years now of building community and providing resources. We launched our nonprofit last year, raised over $100,000 to help homeless awesome. moms. Phenomenal. So that's great. And then also I do stuff with Nike and NBC and all that fun stuff, Dope. too. So follow Dope. me on social media, signing with you. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, don't skim over that. Say, so follow you where? On social media at Sonia Richie Ross. Okay, where you at? Man, Ross Boy mine? 31. I'm not a big social media person. <laughs> Ross Boy 31. I'm not a big social media person. <laughs> but wait, so let's stay there for a second. You're not a social media person, but you got a fleet of cars. Yes, I Get need them on to social be. media. Yes. Yes. I'm tell telling me all you. the time. Yeah. The she car business the on time. social media is heavy. Yeah. 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 Get them on there. So y'all, yeah, y'all would be our favorite if you knew how to play spades. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I work on that. I work on that. Gotta get to the top spot. Gotta get to the top spot. <laughs> All right, one to go on, one to grow on, babe. One to go on, this? one to grow on. As you may know, as you tune in, I always pull it from the conversation. And what's feeding me right now is growth. Mm-hmm. Allow your partner to be able to grow. But as you're growing, don't be afraid to voice what you're growing through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not going through, but growing, growing through. through. Growing through. Yes. So you can grow through together. Yes. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Really, the biggest thing that you guys really dove into the money, which I appreciate mm-hmm. because, you know, sometimes folks, <laughs> they, they forget the money part. <laughs> but <laughs> be like, girl, stay out of my pocket. <laughs> but but the, the wealth and the wisdom in that mm-hmm. was 
number one, about redefining. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then number two, living below your means. I mean, and I stressed that earlier, but if you're, how old are you guys now, by the way? I'm 40. You're 40? I'm 37. 37. 38. Shit. I'm 30. I turned 37. 38. I don't know. That's perfect because it's like right in the middle of our core audience, you know, age. Uh And a lot of people think, dang, I should have started in my 20s. Like, what what have I been doing? No, the right time to start is always right now because you still have plenty of time to save for your retirement, stack Mm -hmm. stuff away. I think we should do one of our next episodes should be specifically about like, retirement and how you should do it but it's it's never too late but it starts with saving more than you spend Mm -hmm. okay yep but on that note, we gotta have y'all back. Yes, we do. And we're gonna drive to the right place the first time. <laughs> 45 and then, minutes and away. I can, tell, I can tell her more about that time I ran into pen relays, y'all. Oh my gosh. Listen, on that note, make sure you subscribe, subscribe turn on your notifications, yes. and tell a friend to tell a friend. And listen, we're getting ready to do season three of Married to Real Estate. You can nice. catch it now on Discovery Plus. Yeah. We appreciate each and Marriage every one of you. Marriage and Money Podcast, y'all. Yes. Bye. <laughs> 